Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach Bye. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach Bye. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach Bai. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day right here with me on the podcast. Reacting to the first win of the season over the Houston Rockets, 134-124. to In a game that wasn't as close as the final score would indicate on Wednesday night at Ball Arena, where the Nuggets continue to dominate their opponents. We guys were um, to the end of November, about to turn the page to December, and the Denver Nuggets still haven't lost at home yet this season. So uh, can't get much better than that. They go to 13-6 and overall in a game that had a few different storylines to it. Um, Probably three big storylines here, and it was the return of Jamal Murray. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. uh, completely breaks out and has his best game of the season. Uh, But also Nikola Jokic continues to be the most dominant force in the National Basketball Association, the best player on planet Earth. And that's actually where I want to start. Uh, I'm going to get to the Jamal stuff and MPJ stuff here in a second. Um, But as we have talked about through the years here, as these seasons keep stacking up on the podcast, we cannot and we can never get to a point where we are taking Nikola Jokic for granted. That We cannot let that happen because what we are seeing on an every single night basis, like this is, you know, 32 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists, had a steal, and didn't turn it over a single time. Think about that. In 33 minutes to dish out 15 assists and not turn it over once, that should make you want to sit down and take an aspirin. I mean, goodness gracious, 15 assists without a single turnover. I don't know if I can remember watching a basketball game where that was the case. And then you're adding on a a, a 32 and 10 um, on 12 of 19 shooting, made a three, got to the free throw line, made seven of eight. It's just insane. It's ridiculous. I don't, like, I'm trying to walk this line of, trying to walk this line of, emphasizing how not normal it is while also acknowledging that these games kind of are normalized from Jokic because he's so consistent. He is the most consistent basketball player I have ever seen, and I truly mean that. And that's what sets him apart, I think, from even other great players in the NBA currently, that Jokic, like the true definition of a star, and this is why there's not 15 stars in the NBA. There's maybe five true stars. Star shines every single night. Star shines every single night. And that's the definition of Jokic. And you think back to these conversations that we used to have in 2017 and 18, like, okay, man, like we know you're capable of it, but you know, now it, uh, you need to turn the corner of consistency. And of course we've had those conversations with Jamal and certainly Michael Porter Jr. It's easier said than done. Like to do, like only the great players end up, uh, uh, turning that corner. And Jokic is uh, uh, the personification of, of uh, in a, in the definition of a great all-time legendary player. Um, I mean, you, you, if you watch that game, I mean, how many buttery floaters did Jokic put in? 
like the, the the Jokic's float game is as good as I have ever seen from any position. Truly, it's kind of like his like I know he's got like the Sambor shuffle, and that's like you know the sexy shot of that's like totally his. Um, but the, the the floater, it's almost like on a possession by possession basis, it's, a, it, it's like it's like Kareem's hook shot. Like it's it's unstoppable and so reliable that it's just it's incredible. So I know there's other you know um, maybe sexier storylines that aren't d- don't happen as often like Jamal coming back, MPJ breaking out. But like I'm like wait, notice like no, we're leading with Jokic because this guy uh, he's going to win the MVP. All right, he's going to win the NBA MVP if he stays healthy. Um, and I just can't say I can't say enough. I I just cannot say enough. Uh, six offensive rebounds uh, for Jokic, and just incredible. The zero the zero turnovers. That's that's the thing that does it for me. So seventh triple double of the young season, uh, coming off a rest uh, and just dominates. Just absolutely freaking dominates. And I am here for it. I love to see it. Wish I was there to see it in person. Um, you couldn't lose to the Rockets three straight times, right? You know, we had talked about that. Um, Rockets are kind of coming up, you know, they're, uh, but they're a bad road team. They still haven't, you know, for all the winning that Denver's done at home, it's a complete inverse for Houston. They haven't won a single road game. Um, I thought this game was going to be tighter than it was. Uh, it ended up being just, you know, it was 41-26 after the first quarter. So uh, Denver dominated. Uh, let's get to the other major storyline here. Jamal Murray coming back. First time that we saw him since, I believe, November 4th against Chicago when he played 10 minutes. Uh, had a hamstring um, issue. Um, you know, it's been building back up to, to his return here. It starts with him warming up before games. Then Sham Sharanya comes with the report. He's day-to-day on the cusp of returning. Then you see Jalen Pickett designated the G League, and I'm going, uh-oh, Jamal's coming back. So he, uh, the news broke when I was on the air um, speculating that this was going to be the case. Uh, Woj had it. He comes back. He played uh, 22 minutes, um, scored 16 points, had six rebounds, six assists, and zero turnovers. Uh, for all intents and purposes, like like this was a good game from Jamal. Um, if you put it side by side with some of his other awesome games, this is rather forgettable. But when a player's coming back from injury, I'm watching him almost like I'm watching someone at Summer League. And if you guys have listened to this podcast for a while, I'll say, like, I don't really care, you know, about shots going down or not. Talked about this past year with Julian Strother. Talked about it uh, two years ago with Christian Brown. It's more for me about when a player's returning from injury, especially a soft tissue, lower body injury, that I'm watching how you move. I'm watching um, your explosiveness. Are you playing with force? And I thought for the majority, Jamal checked most of those boxes. Now, did he look like his normal self exploding to the... No, he didn't. But I saw some burst. I saw some speed. I saw what I wanted to see in his first game back. And most importantly, I didn't see him favoring the hamstring. Now, obviously, this game gets started off uh, with Jamal uh, on an unfortunate... Um, note with him rolling his ankle literally in the first two minutes of the basketball game. Um, goes back in the locker room, tapes it up, comes back out, you know, and given that was the case and that was a little bit, you know, in- inhibiting, um, uh, I, ju- I thought all around, I mean, first of all, you know, Jamal's tough, you know, and he was frustrated and pissed off after the game and, and said, you know, that he was frustrated, um, you know, kind of going from one injury to another. And I do wonder if there's some sort of, you know, body composition compensating thing. 
I, I don't think so. I think it's just happenstance um, uh, there. But um, we'll keep our eye on it. You know, he's got the adrenaline of coming back. I wonder how far that carried him in his return. And after the adrenaline wore off, how big did that ankle get? And are we going to see him uh, against Friday night against the Suns? So I don't know the answer to that. At the time of recording, it's Thursday afternoon, about uh, 1.40-something in the afternoon. Um, so maybe by the time you hear this, we know about Jamal's status for Friday night. Um, so we'll, we'll just, we'll monitor it. Devin Booker rolled his ankle, by the way. So a couple stars on each team, um, rolling an ankle, uh, on Wednesday. So, but good stuff from Jamal in general. Um, you know, you, you got to see a flash of the two man game. Love to see it. Loved, uh, you know, the alley-oop and transition to, um, uh, Christian Brown, it was. So, uh, you know, although he struggled from the field, just 4 of 14, uh, made three threes. One of them was an absolute heave from near half court. Um, you just take it and move forward. You know, you take it and move forward. Jamal's back. And you saw that synergy back with the Nuggets. You saw, you know, what you have grown to expect from this basketball team with Jamal back in the fold. So um, that was, that was you know, one of my biggest takeaways, true. Just like, okay, this is what, this is what I'm more accustomed to seeing instead of the patchwork while he was gone. Um, so uh, love to see it. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., uh, season high, 30 points, 11 of 17 from the field. He made seven threes. That is fantastic. Uh, seven of 12, uh, pulled down 10 rebounds, had five assists. You know, we've been waiting for a performance like this from MPJ. Um, you know, he's had these nights where, you know, it was just about two weeks ago, uh, and, and, the, and the episodes are stacking up here, so maybe it was a week and a half, two weeks ago, that Michael Porter Jr. looked like he was turning down open shots. And I remember coming on here saying, hey, th- those are misses, in my opinion. Like, he, he is missing shots that he's not even taking because when, you're, when that is the hallmark of your game and why you're on a max contract and you're turning down open shots because you're not a confident player – um, those are as, as that's as bad as a possession as missing it, airballing it even. Um, and last night, completely different player and go figure, you know, Jokic is back uh, delivering uh, the basketball on time on target on the first made shot of the game. So if you, and if you remember back to the, um, most previous game on, uh, what was that Monday evening, I think against, uh, the Clippers, um, MPJ really struggled. It was hard to watch. He had five points in the first period or first quarter and didn't score again until late in the fourth to finish with eight points. But that shot that he did hit was sort of a nail in the coffin three against Los Angeles. And he sort of, you know, sometimes I think those are big shots, you know, down the stretch of a game that looks like it's already decided, but still making a shot, seeing it go down and having that be the lasting impression of the game. And then you circle back and get the next game started on the same foot that you left off with against the Clippers. So watching that first one go in, um, I, you know, MPJ is like, you know, a lot of times when he sees shots go in, um, it can just be, uh, spread like wildfire uh, with him. And he certainly had, you know, a quote-unquote qu- porter quarter uh, to get things started. Um, and how many did he have in that first quarter? I think I have it in my notes. Um, I don't. I think it was 12. It was t- it was it was 12 or 14. Um, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, it was uh, 24 points in the first half alone. Um, 
You saw him knocking down shots. You saw him showing the ball on closeouts and driving through traffic and finishing off the glass with the right hand. Uh, You saw him finding Nikola Jokic on a beautiful, beautiful cut that led to the Jokic, you know, quote-unquote poster over Shangun, the right-handed dunk. What a beautiful pass and just beautiful play. Uh, from MPJ to Jokic this time. So fantastic. Um, And then you even saw him taking and making threes off the dribble, uh, 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 sidestepping to the right, which I'm sure he's done this. I just don't remember off the top of my head watching him go to the right on the sidestep. He feels very comfortable going to the left. Um, And he made one uh, uh, like that too. So getting it done in a variety of ways, you absolutely love to see it from Michael Porter Jr., um, and again, he finishes uh, with 30 points, and hopefully that uh, can be the um, the kickstart that he truly needed because he's had these games where it's like he's just not you know hitting water if he fell out of a boat, and we're having to come in and say, well, but he's doing the stuff you know he's got the, he pulled down 10 rebounds and had you know two assists, and it's like okay, like you kind of you get you get through it like that, but. In reality, you want to see Michael Porter Jr. score the basketball, and that's exactly what he did in addition to the other stuff that he was doing when he wasn't scoring it. So I thought it was the best game of the year for Michael Porter Jr. in his 34 minutes. Um, A couple other notes here quickly before we uh, say goodbye. Uh, Justin Holiday, man, he's growing on me. Uh, Scored 11 points, had uh, three uh, three made threes. Uh, This is a guy, a veteran, who is assimilating really well. You know, he he was coming off that game where he scored 12 against the Clippers um, and played a legitimate uh, part in that upset victory uh, when they were missing Jokic and Aaron Gordon uh, and Jamal, of course. So he is playing some of his best basketball. The spacing looks fantastic when he's out there, if I'm just being frank. Now, that doesn't mean that he should be starting when Aaron Gordon comes back. Can't wait till Aaron Gordon comes back. But it is a, a really interesting change of pace pace, and a showcase of the depth uh, and veteran depth here in this uh, situation that they have uh, a part of their um, a part of their basketball team. Um, uh, I want to, I wanted to give a shout out to Christian Brown. I thought he played well, Loved the baseline drive that led to the two hand jam, Loved the finish in transition acrobatically, you know, went up to dunk it, didn't have the, a flight, uh, a, a touch on the finish. Good stuff there from, uh, Christian Brown. Um, and then Reggie Jackson, you know, in his more traditional role coming off the bench for Denver, 24 minutes, scored 14 points on six of 14 shooting, made multiple threes, handed out multiple assists, didn't turn it over. Uh, so you love to see that, uh, from Reggie Jackson. Um, and I think, oh, you know what else I had here in my notes is, um, Hadn't seen, just to circle back to MPJ for a second, hadn't seen MPJ smile from ear to ear in a bit. And I it wasn't even on my radar until I saw it. Uh, and it was on the back door. Uh, it was on the cut from Jokic down the, uh, the, diving down the center of the lane and, and dunking uh, with the right hand. He was having fun. And uh, I think this last month is kind of like, okay, we got to get through this. Um, and then with Jamal back, and there was just a, a, a synergy, a good vibe in the building. And I'm watching that guy smile ear to ear, and it was almost like, dang, I didn't realize I hadn't seen him uh, play with joy in a bit. Um, and that's when he's going to be at his best, and that's when the Denver Nuggets are at their best. So I figured that was uh, worth mentioning. Um, I have a, a quick thought on the um, 
opposition here on someone in particular. Uh, but I wanted to uh, acknowledge the 37 assist to just three turnovers. Guys, that is freaking insane. It's got to be the highest percentage uh, uh, assist to turnovers in the NBA this year. I don't know that to be the case, but with that kind of disparity, I'm just guessing that's the case. Um, and then the 19 made threes, just fantastic. Uh, a holiday made three Porter. We mentioned made seven. Jokic had one. Murray had three KCP made two Reggie made two. Um, uh, Christian made one. Uh, and I think that did it. So uh, really good stuff there uh, from distance, really good stuff, getting uh, getting each other involved with that connectivity that is Ben Nuggets basketball, um, and then taking care of the basketball simultaneously. And that's how you get to 134 points in regulation. Um, last thought before we go, uh, before the first Houston game, I told you just how big of a fan I am of Alperin Shangun. I think the 21-year-old Turkish uh, center is a future NBA All-Star. Uh, he didn't have the biggest game in the world, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. But this kid's got it, man. He was coming off a 31-9-6 and and game, 21-15 uh, and 15 against Denver in the most previous game. I, I am just a huge fan, um, and I think Jokic is a huge fan as well. Now, I haven't heard him say that, and he might have. He, he, he may have. I just missed it. But you can see the way he approaches Shangun. He goes right at him. And I think if he's doing that, um, there's a certain respect level, and he's trying to make a point. Well, point made. But I still wanted to acknowledge how big, how bullish I am uh, on this kid. And then Jalen Green, too. What a talent. You know, I don't know what his career is going to turn into, but 26 points. I think it was 19 of them in the uh, might even been more than that in the third. Um, I think it was the third uh, man. When he gets going, he is fun to watch. Uh, again, another 21 year old averaging, you know, 20 points a game. So uh, I like the Rockets. I you know, they're nowhere on Denver's level, but I like uh, some of the pieces there uh, that they have. All right. We are going to uh, wrap it up here. Thank you so much for being with us here on the podcast. Uh, the next game is on the road in Phoenix Friday night on national television. I will be totally locked into this game. Um, and uh, we'll see uh, what the status of Devin Booker is. We'll see what the status of Jamal Murray is uh, at the time. I'm not sure about those things. Um, and then they'll go from there to Sacramento and then back to play the Clippers on national television um, next Wednesday. All right, uh, we are going to leave it there for now. And whatever happens uh, over the weekend on the back-to-back -back in Phoenix and Sacramento, we'll be back talking about it on Tuesday right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.